Do you have solo economic dependency? That is, if you aren't working, you aren't making money. The Art of Passive Income Podcast is the solution. Discover passive income models so you can enjoy life on your own terms. Let freedom ring. Hey, it's Mark Podolsky at LandGeek, your favorite niche real estate website, www.thelandgeek.com. And on this week's podcast, our guest is really going to help us just blow up our dream businesses. But I'd be remiss if I didn't properly introduce my co-host. You know him. You love him. Scott Todd from scotttodd.net, landmoto.com. Learn anything about anything, investorninjas.com. Scott Todd, how are you? Mark, I'm great. How are you? Pulse is still normal. Respiration's fine. I'm, I'm dealing with COVID here, but that's okay. I'll deal. At least you're not dealing with COVID. At least, exactly. At least I'm not dealing with COVID. So today's guest is Patrick Powers. Born in Denmark, he just started a, uh, a very successful marketing company. And now he's created one of London's biggest entrepreneurial communities with almost 17,000 active members. And he helps people build their dream businesses a lot faster. He teaches marketing and entre entrepreneurship to people who don't settle for less than the best. Patrick Powers, how are you? Incredible, Mark. Good to meet you and, and you too, Scott. So Same Patrick, let's just rewind the tape and how on earth sure. did you become, you know, marketing Superman? <laughs> oh, I wouldn't call myself marketing Superman, but that other people maybe, but, but uh, for me, it's just like normal because I've been in this so long that it's kind of a normal skill. Um, uh, by the way, I don't like to brag, but I, I need to correct you a little bit because we're actually over 27,000 members now. We've become the second, second biggest business meetup group in the world. Um, so the, the way that it all started was I was just absolutely fed up with being in a normal job. Uh, I, I just couldn't see myself be that the way the rest of my life. Um, I was a landscape gardener at that point, And I said, I, I will, I will build my own successful landscaping business. And pretty much at that time, uh, just after deciding it, uh, Denmark went into a, a massive recession and therefore like lots of building new buildings, uh, was stopping. And therefore the whole landscaping business crashed. So, um, so that was not the best time to, to start. And I, I started becoming interested in uh, holistic health. And I decided to, to start a, uh, a business as a holistic health practitioner, also doing uh, psychotherapy and stuff like that, NLP, neurolinguistic programming. And uh, I was an absolute record maker in going bankrupt, you know, because within a year, I lost my house, I lost my business and my car and everything. And I had to start all over. And that's when I started to study marketing and sales, to study business, like what, what in the world went wrong? Because I thought I'm a smart person. I should be able to figure this one out. So I started to study what went wrong. And I figured out that, wow, uh, you know, business is not just about having a good idea. It's really about understanding communication skills, sales, and marketing. So I started to study that and I fell in love with it. I, I you know, I was already... Uh, very interested, obviously, in psychology as a psychotherapist. And I was just like, wow, this is this is psychology, but it's just applied in a different way. And there was way more money in it and way more, way more ways to actually make a difference with it. So I decided to to study 
uh, to study marketing. So that was that was the whole beginning. Scott Todd, what are your thoughts? You know, it's funny because um, you, you know business isn't necessarily hard, right? Like, but it is a different skill set. But it's not even like a unique skill set. The skill set that it is is it's something that you can take from another experience and apply it back over to business, right? But ultimately, it takes it takes you knowing, like, I can apply this skill that I learned here and apply it over here to business. And it's kind of cool to see your transformation in that aspect. Yeah, definitely. I mean, even, even knowing a lot about marketing didn't really help me. Well, it helped me a little bit because I was so unbelievably shy back then. Um, I had a little bit of a disadvantage in having grown up in um, a very rural area of Denmark where there was almost no uh, connection with kids. So I didn't learn any social skills. At the top of that, I was very, very overweight, like very overweight. Um, and I've actually been extremely overweight until about five years ago where I lost 160 pounds. So, so I just decided enough is enough and I'm, I'm going to take care of it. And it took me about one and a half years. I uh, lost 160 pounds. So, uh, so yeah, so had a lot of disadvantages in, 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 in internal, internal stuff, you know, like self-doubt and my self-image and all that kind of stuff. So that was a big challenge. But I had one thing going for me, and that was like I just could not see myself in the future working for somebody else for, you know, a low, low-level pay. You know, I, I just couldn't. So I just kept on going forward and just kept on moving, just kept on improving. And slowly, 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 it happened. And then in 2003, then in 2003, I was just so fed up with my life. I was a temp agent at that point. And, uh, you know, that was after several failed mistakes in business, like multiple. Um, And I said, this is it. And I literally drew a line in the sand. I said, I cannot stand my life anymore. You're either going to see me dead on the side of the mountain or on the top. Right. Right. And you have no idea how quickly my life changed after that. It was literally like night and day. It's one of those stories like, you know, a, a 17 years overnight success in the, or whatever they would say, they say, an overnight success, 17 years in the making or whatever they say, right? Uh, and suddenly, you know, I, I built a very, very successful network marketing business. And after pretty much 10 months, I retired started to travel around the world, uh, moved to the Caribbean as well as St. Lucia, traveled the U.S. I've been to 36 U.S. states and territories, loved the U.S. Um, uh, lived in Spain, lived in Australia. And uh, so the rest was history from then on. Yeah, I think it's really interesting. Um, and this isn't really about marketing, but this is more about mindset. To lose that much weight in a year takes a very, very different mindset because it's such a a struggle so speak a little bit about because i think it does apply to business um that that burning commitment that desire like where where did that come from and how did you turn that switch on it is and it's funny you say that mark because it's it's actually kind of the same mindset that took me from being an overnight success in, um, you know, after struggling for, that was actually 14 years of struggle, 14, 15 years. And then boom, I just became successful. And the same thing happened with my weight loss. You know, at that point I'd been, must've been about 46 years. And so I've been carrying this weight pretty much my whole life, life. And I just became fit up with it, like seriously fit up with it. 
and I reached that tipping point where I said, this is it. I'm going to do it. I, I don't care about the discomfort. And you know, one of the things that I've found is that the number one reason why people are stuck and they lead mediocre lives is that they're simply not willing to endure enough discomfort, right? Because of course it was discomfortable or uncomfortable for my for, for myself when when I I made the decision I'm going to be successful. I was still afraid of going out and talking to people, so I had to put myself through discomfort. It was uncomfortable. I was afraid, but I did it anyway because I knew I had to do it. The same thing with the weight loss. So I got, I have to do this right. So of course it was uncomfortable, especially the first two weeks, three weeks. It was not it was not nice, but I knew I had to do it. Right. And then I just started getting very, very serious about my workout. And the funny thing is, though, is I'll tell you that even though it's just, you know, it, it takes going through your, your breaking through your, um, your comfort zone and it's not pleasant, it's actually a lot easier to do that than it is to wait and all the struggle and the resistance and going back and forth. Like that moment you make a decision that you're going to go forward, it becomes so much easier. So people say, wow, it must be really hard to say, I mean, it took you 18 months to lose all this weight. You know what? It was really only the first two, three weeks that was hard. The rest of it was just habit. It's just like, oh, I think I can do this. And then I just pushed myself further and further and further. And you know, suddenly I was on a bike and biking 20, 30 miles in a day, uh, at least three, four, four times a week. And, uh, and then the weight just started falling off me. And it was, I'm I'm not kidding. It was actually easy. And then things start getting, uh, start catching momentum, right? It's like once you start to see, wow, this actually works. You can feel it and you feel more energy. Then you start to become excited about putting more effort into it. Exactly the same thing with businesses. Once you're into the flow, once you take massive action, you get into the state where it's just like this positive result will, will, will give you the, uh, the uh, the fuel that wants you to do it even more, and suddenly it's just an upward spiral. Scott Todd, I know this resonates with you. What are your thoughts? Oh, uh, there's there's a lot of thoughts. I mean, you know, like I, I didn't I didn't uh, do what Patrick did by losing you know 150 60 pounds, but uh, you know you know there was a time where I lost 40 like 45 pounds, and I did it in a matter of uh, like five months. So I was averaging right around 10 pounds a month. And, you know, so as Patrick was talking, I was thinking through like, he's right. Okay. So, you know, I kind of guess what I've learned in life is that we always move. We move to where the pain is. Okay. Like we move away from pain, just in every decision we make, we move away from pain. And so, you know, every, everything that you have and everything that you're living right now, you're living because it's comfortable. Okay. Like where you are right now is comfortable. Pick it. You're, you're miserable with your job. You hate your job, but you're comfortable. Okay. It's, it's comfortable knowing that you get a check every two weeks and uh, man, the thought of going and, and creating a company it's it's out or, you're, uh, you're, you're overweight and you're comfortable. Okay. You're, I've been there, right? Like, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then one day you wake up and you're like, I'm done here being comfortable. And now I'm uncomfortable. And that's what happened to me when I was like, um, 
you know, when I wanted to lose weight, I was, I was weighing like 230 pounds. And, you know, one day I, I'm like, okay, well, I'm just going to work. You know, my, my wife's like, hey, I'm going to start this workout program. You want to do it with me? And I'm like, yeah, but I'm not changing my, the way I eat. I like the way I eat. Well, I worked out for one day and like, I was like, well, that's not too bad. The next day I was in pain. Like, you know, my body was in pain. And then I literally went my morning routine, Mark, you thought my donut today was bad, but my morning routine back then was that I would go <laughs> to McDonald's. I would get a sausage biscuit. Okay. Well, a sausage biscuit is 500 calories, 450 calories from McDonald's. I literally went to McDonald's. I'm in the drive-thru on the second day of working out because I told myself I'm not going to change the way I eat. I went to the, the McDonald's drive-thru. I got my, my sausage biscuit. I bit into it. And as I bit into it, like every everything in my body was just throbbing of pain. And I spit it out. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the problem. This mm. is the problem. And I literally went to the grocery store and bought some fruit that morning. Like, I'd ne like I'm not a fruit guy. I went and bought fruit. And I'm like, I will not. I will not go back there. And so all of a sudden, mm -hmm. the pain of the what I was carrying on me was more uncomfortable than the pain of moving forward. And so then yeah. you gravitate to where there's less pain. And Mark, it's the same thing as I talk about. I, I talk about this, my story for building my company is I, I was comfortable in my gig. I hated it, but the money was good, you know. It, there, there is a, you know, there, there's, I was a VP of a major company. There, there is some nice little thing about rolling up to the company headquarters in your company issued Mercedes, you know, rolling up, parking in your spot. You're like, I'm living the dream, man, even though you may not have felt it. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden I realized like, oh dude, I'm going to lose all of this. Okay. Because, you know, the the turn the the change over the top I'm going to lose what I have and I could lose more now the pain of not doing something was so huge I had to move to my own business right so again pain we 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 can be comfortable in a minute and then all of a sudden we're in pain in the exact same situation so we we flee from it into our new lives our new selves and I would just say, like, honestly, and we talked about this at boot camp, but the, you know, back uh, the first virtual boot camp, you have got to, you've got to manufacture that pain and you can do it, right? Like you can manufacture it, even though you're happy, find something that you're like, I can't do this anymore. And then all of a sudden you'll look at the alternatives and then you will move and gravitate towards the alternatives. And mm -hmm. ultimately that's how you change things in your life. Absolutely. Hey, Scott, can I ask you, like, how long did it take you? Or maybe, maybe should ask a different way. How do you feel about fruit now? Well, uh, <laughs> you still don't like it? Okay. <laughs> I, uh, look, I thought I was okay, going to make so, a point that it, would, it, took, it took you only a while, like two or three weeks, mm -hmm. and you loved fruit. But because that's what happened for me in most situations, like the things that you hated doing before and you start doing it, and suddenly you find out, wow, this is actually not too bad. And then suddenly you like it, like yeah. with, with a workout. Like, you know, yeah. when you start a workout routine, it's tough. Same thing when you start a new business and you go out and talk to people. It's scary, you know, after a while. When I started 
started doing public speaking. I was I was scared out of my mind, but now I love it. I'm like almost addicted to public speaking. All right. So so Patrick, that begs the question: You've done all these things to get out of your comfort zone. You, it's almost like you gravitate now to to doing the uncomfortable. So what's next yeah, for you? What's the next rung up that mountain of of climbing for you? Yeah, that's a good. That's a good question. I really wish I could give you a clear answer, right? Um, because I'm in a kind of weird spot right now. I have so I'm spoiled for choice in my career. Just uh, was offered a part in the company. I took five percent in it, and I'm doing some marketing for them. Uh, but I'm in the place right now. I'm not completely sure what I'm going to do with the rest of my life. Um, I think I think I'm going to start a food business. And I'm probably more afraid of it than I, um, I actually want to admit myself. And I think that's, that's, you know, that's the big dream. You know, I've been working on this plan for years and years and years and years. And I kind of keep on pushing it out because I say, oh, well, you know, I have all these other projects. I need to focus on those first. Uh, but that's, that's probably where it's at, you know, food business. Apart from that, of course, um, I also really, really start to focus on my uh, my career as an author. I really want to write more. I love writing. Mm-hmm. And I've written a couple of books this year. And uh, they're not published yet. But one of them is completely ready. The other one is almost ready. Um, so, uh, so, yeah. So, publishing, doing more online courses as well. And moving into a place where I used to be, where I was able to travel the world and not really worry about money because money was not depending on me being in a specific place geographically. Uh, and that's where I want to get back to again. And in fact, in fact, literally a couple of days ago, I realized, you know what? I've been saying to myself that I need to stay in London because that's where my business is. And I literally, literally three days ago realized that's not true at all. I like, I have so many connections and getting referrals. You know, I could literally go back to my old lifestyle of, of living wherever I want. So Moving to basically this winter, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy a bigger car, uh, fill it up with some basic stuff, and I think I'm gonna take off to Southern Europe and live for some time in Croatia or in uh, in uh, Greece or something like that. Wow, that's fantastic! So mm-hmm. let's kind of just go back a little bit to your your expertise in in marketing. What's the biggest mistake you see people making in their marketing? So it depends, of course, on the size of the business, but most businesses are small and it will probably be 100% of the people listening here, right? So for small business, the biggest mistake they make is actually to try to emulate big business marketing. And I understand why they come to the conclusion because practically all the marketing you see around you is big business marketing, is brand marketing, right? But that type of marketing where you just say, hey, Coke is it. Mm -hmm. If you saw that, the first time you just saw it one time, nobody's going to run and buy you Coke, right? right that right. type of messages will only work after people have been exposed to it for years or hundreds of times or thousands of times, right? So the type of marketing you do as a small business owner need to be uh, targeted towards getting people to, 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 uh, to take action now. In other words, make them an offer that they can't refuse, and of course, if I don't know about you and your company, I've never heard about you before. I'm not you. You can't make me an offer 
if you're asking for, let's say, $500 or $1,000 or $5,000, I'll never buy something like that from a company I don't know. Therefore, you have to offer something of very, very low value, preferably free. Make an offer I can't refuse so you can start to build that relationship, right? And you do that through what's called a sales funnel. So you give away, for example, a training for free, or, you know, it could be this podcast. That's kind of the beginning of your funnel. Give away something for free of great value, and then you have the chance to start educating people about your, your, your value to them, right? And then maybe you can make a small sale depending on your business. It could be 27 pounds or maybe it could be 200 pounds or dollars. Um, and then, you know, you, you gradually take them up uh, or take them down the funnel where uh, you're, you're asking for more and more and more, making bigger and bigger and bigger sale to them as trust is building. But most small businesses, they literally try to make that sale too quickly before there's any trust built. Yeah, yeah we, we talk about this all the time, how marketing is a lot like dating. And I, True. I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that analogy. And, um, you know, you want to, you know, keep building and building over a series of, I would say, at least seven emails, Patrick. Um, what you can do for them before you ask Definitely. them to do anything for you. Yeah, absolutely. Value. Absolutely. I was just making a training today and to try to, uh, that was a training specifically for the network marketing industry. And uh, it's so so common for network marketers that they just contact people on Facebook or whatever and say, hey, I have this great thing and it can help you, blah, 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 blah. And I was trying to get them to understand why that is crazy. So imagine that you had somebody contact or not, somebody knock on your door you're sitting sitting at home somebody knocks on the door and say hey i have this great great um organic milk uh do you want to buy it and you're like right. you look at this strangers like no it's like who in the world does this stranger want to sell me milk right and one hour later your best friend calls you and said dude i just started a milk company uh it's organic milk it's awesome do you want to try it is it yeah it sounds awesome. <laughs> right. So it's because there was trust there and it takes time to, 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 uh, to build that trust. So, uh, so most small business owners are trying to make a sale or too big a sale too quickly before there's any trust or very, very weak trust. Right. Absolutely. So we are now at that point in the podcast where we're going to ask you for your tip of the week, a website, a resource, a book, something actionable for the art of passive income listeners to go improve their businesses, improve their lives. Before we get to that, I do want to just give a shout out to our sponsor of today's podcast, Flight School. Learn how the next 16 weeks can literally transform your life. Go up that mountain of passive income with the greatest Sherpa on earth, Scott Todd. Let him take you from zero to an infinite amount of passive income quickly, safely, and efficiently. Learn more, go to landgeek.com forward slash training, thelandgeek.com forward slash training. Okay, Patrick Powers, what is your tip of the week? So it would be to use transformational questions instead of transactional questions when you talk to people. Um, this is something I actually, I actually only learned myself, only relatively recent, uh, obviously as um, running tons of networking events. I'm a pretty good networker, but this last year literally transformed my ability. So 
most people, when they go out and network and they meet people, they will be asking something like, oh, so how was your week or how was your weekend or how are you doing? The problem with that kind of, of questions is that you will get a surface answer because you can answer that on autopilot. So you get an answer that's not really deep. Okay. And what you need to do is bring them out of the autopilot people's on. So, for example, instead of asking, so how was your weekend or how was your week? You could ask something like, what was the best part of your weekend? Or what was the best part of your week? Right. This is one question, but um, one example, but a question that gets people to actually think deeper. Um, and, and the first time I tried this, it was literally, it was fu so funny. I talked to a guy on Monday and I said, look, uh, so what was the best part of the weekend? And he went silent, like literally three, four seconds. And he said, oh, that's X-rated. Uh. Right? And, and, and both of us, we laughed, right? And that created a bond. I mean, can you see how that is so much more powerful than just saying, oh, so how was your weekend? Yeah, it was great. Right. And then you move on. There is no bonding. There is no, there's no real connectedness. There's no real humanity shared. And so when you start to ask questions that, that gets them to really think deeply and reveal something about themselves, there's magic that is happening in that relationship. I love it. I love it. Scott Todd, what's your tip of the week? You know, Mark, um, I know, I know you like Voxer and, you know, for asynchronous communication, you know, just talk on the way, but there is something missing from Voxer. You know what it is? What? It's video. It's seeing people, right? You know, Voxer is good, but at the same time, you lose that connection with people because, you know, we're living in a weird world right now. Scott, you can't you really can see use people. video on Voxer. Uh, and send you? photos and do gifts. Yeah, it's can not. As, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just go to the little camera there, and you make and you. It's like a five second video, ten second video. Okay, well, I like my tip of the week better. It's called Grapevine dot team. Here, I'll actually put it in the chat for you too. Okay. All right. And I, I'm definitely going to be ripping on this. Okay. All right. Uh, so <laughs> go to, to Grapevine dot team. Here, it's in the chat for you too. Okay. It's free to begin with. But it's for team meetings. Okay. The whole concept behind oh, it is really for updating okay. for updating your team. So basically what happens here is you can divide into teams or departments or the entire company, whatever. And your team can go on there and say, Hey, you know, like you could ask a general question, like, hey, what 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 are you guys working on? And everybody could go in there and chime in, leave their video updates. And then, you know, you can go back and comment on it. So it's nice because it allows you to kind of get regular updates from, from your team, especially where we work with virtual teams. It'd be nice to kind of put that, that face to it or that connection with it. It may or may not work for you. Just decide. You know what, though? Mm -hmm. I, I'm joking. That's a great tip. It really is. I think that there's a lot to be said about video and having that connection. And it's certainly, you know, I think Voxer definitely trumps text because then you get tone and you emote mm -hmm. so much better but this takes that emotiveness on steroids so people can see your face they you know they can see you're in a mood like oh there's scott it's clearly he just had a donut he's in a great mood versus mark seems anxious because he just had five cups of coffee this morning you know maybe <laughs> i should respond later to him i'll respond right away to scott 
and right. and have that. So that's that's a great tip. Well, my tip of the week is learn more about Patrick Powers. Go to patrickmpowers.com. Start building up your marketing. Join the big one, the, the second biggest meetup group in the world, and um, and and just get bitter, bigger, better, more persuasive, faster. Patrickmpowers.com. I want to thank the listeners and remind you the only way, the only way we're going to get the quality guests like Patrick Powers is if you do three little things. You got to subscribe, you got to rate, you got to review the podcast. Send a screenshot of your review to support at thelandgeek.com. We're going to send you for free the $97 wholetailing course, How to Double Your Money, 30 Days or Less. Patrick Powers, are we good? That was amazing. Yeah, an amazing, amazing tip about Grapevine. I'm checking it out right now. Awesome. Awesome. You know, don't don't yeah. feed Scott Todd's overinflated ego. Scott Todd, are we good? <laughs> We're good, Mark. All right. Thank you. Oh, and by the way, go go to my website and grab grab that sample of my new book, The New Marketing Manifesto. That's one of those chapters you get in there for free that is completely explosive. It's gonna blow your mind. Guarantee. All right. I'll definitely do that right now. All right, Scott, you ready? I am one. Two, three, let, let freedom, freedom ring. Not bad. Patrick's like, okay, this is the last time I'm coming on this podcast. I know. <laughs> All right, thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Art of Passive Income podcast. Start your journey at www.thelandgeek.com and www.scotttodd.net. Rate and review the podcast and email support at thelandgeek.com. Your screenshot for a free passive income launch kit.